Let's go down to ringside. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thanks so much for being here for our ovp studio shutdown special here on monday november 12th 2018 i am joe Murata. that is michael quinn how you doing michael howdy diddy the last time at the ovp basement studio michael wow welcome to episode minus one welcome to episode minus one chuck mess yes now there's no excuse take this off the episode (laughs) numbers and we're back to what we should be that's right and folks uh before we get into any messes, I just want to remind you, if you haven't yet, follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can also email us at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. That is OVPPodcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, there's a great place to chat with you, to chat with me, and a bunch of other retro wrestling fanatics, and that would be on the Facebook. Yeah, it's over at Facebook.LiveFeed.Web. <laughs> yes. It's a great website where you can socially interact with other fans of this very podcast. That's right. And how do you find that group there, Mike? Well, you go to uh, the Facebook.OVP.com, whatever they say. You go look at the search bar in the top corner. You type our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast. And then it appears the, the group, the magical group. You hit join the operators. They look at your application. They say, this is good. And then they let you in. CODs? No CODs. Shit. But operators are standing by till like, I don't know, remember like three in the morning or something. Yeah, something like that. So Forget folks, what hours they're working. <laughs> they work late. Yeah. So folks, this group might be unlike many other retro wrestling groups and message boards. Is that what they're called? Message boards. <laughs> yeah. Because here on our message board, we promote a very fun, positive environment. It is the middle school lunch table, as our friend Jake Georgeson says. Basically, that's if you're from any background of wrestling, and what I mean by that is maybe you were raised and reared in the South. Sorry. But on the <laughs> you know, on the Smoky Mountain, maybe you really like that stuff. Maybe you're a fan of all of the wrestling. Right. Any continent, state, creed. If you're if you are creed, yeah. great. If you like the Apostles Creed, even yeah. better. We just welcome everyone. We're the melting pot. We're the Ellis Island of yeah, retro wrestling groups. We take everybody. Come all. Come take your unwashed masses, all that nonsense. Yeah, your unwashed underwear. Yeah, it's all, all it's, it. it's written on the side of OVP Studios, <laughs> which just so happens to be moving. Yes, and that's why, if you're, if, perhaps this is your first episode, and right. maybe it is, that you, and you're like, what the hell is this? Well, normally, you can check last week's episode, 105, and then stick around and check out next week, 106. Normally, what Quinn and I do is each and every week, we romp you through the world of retro wrestling. We do that in a variety of ways in a variety of segments. So next week, we will return to the Royal Rankings. It'll be week six. Mm. We already have our top 10. Right. And basically, what's going to happen Two people are going to have to get eliminated, so that'll be fun. Hopefully not Randy Orton. Hopefully not Randy Orton. We do a review of some random wrestling show every single week. It's a really fun time, so why don't you check us out if this is your first time. Check out some older episodes. Get a feel for it. Join the group. And uh, we also want to mention real quick here, we're not going to do the whole thing, but we do have a Patreon that's if you want to donate, if you want to support us. It's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. 
I want to make it very clear. Quinn and I don't do this show for the money. Yeah, we don't do it for a living at all. We, no, not at all. And if you want to donate, that's great. But we, we're just happy that you're listening. We hope you don't push a pause or delete or swipe up and get rid of your podcast player that, as that you listen. Is that how you do it? Swipe up? You might swipe up and I'm, get rid I'm of it. I'm from the retro, so I don't, I don't know. Well, you press stop yet. on your tape recorder oh, then, okay. Quinn. <laughs> and then throw the tape in the dumpster. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what we're doing here, though... Whether you're new, whether you're old, whether you're joining us uh, for the first time, or maybe this is your 106th episode. I don't know, because and negative one. Hopefully you're not joining us for the last time. Yeah, hopefully not. When you say those things, <laughs> I think also last time. But. Right. What we're doing here is we are kind of just taking some fan interaction. Now, we have some fan questions, because this is also being streamed the day it's recorded, live on the YouTube. Live okay? studio audience, if Live you will. studio audience. So we have some questions we're going to take from them, and it'll be in the vein of retro wrestling. And then we're going to do... A return for free for everyone to our fan favorite segment, Mount Rushmore and Death Valley. That'll be coming up in yes, a little while. The return. Well, it's a minus one episode. Yeah, so, so we we're going back of, to the past. We can do what we want. We here. can always do what it's we not, want. It's, this isn't part of the season. No, this is actually un. This is a special. This is like a late night special. Like yeah. it's outside of the canon. It's like up all night. From, remember that <laughs> yes. with that girl from Ron? She was on WrestleMania girl, 10. Yes. Yeah. Well, she wasn't much of a girl. She was more of a lady. So, Quinn, I want to kick it off with a question that was asked by our good friend of the show, Richard Land. Okay. And what he wanted to know: Can we believe, chaps, that Shawn Michaels—that's your favorite, Quinn—is yeah. out of retirement? And nobody cares. Does no one care? <laughs> um, I think less people care than you This is why I don't expect. care, because it's for that the hot Saudi money. I, I will not watch that show. Right. And by the time you're listening to this, folks, yes, it's a little dated. You know, this yeah. has already happened. But I'm sad. Not yeah. sad, but whether it was for that show or not, yeah. I never needed to see Shawn Michaels I wrestle again. I didn't need again. more <laughs> I mean, he's, And you love him. I love him, but I mean, he had one of the best careers of all time. Why come out? Well, unless I'm proven wrong and that show happens tomorrow and everyone's like, yo, you have to see this. Like, right. Shawn did really good. Like, I can't even believe it. He's like 50. How is he doing this? Well, would it surprise you? No, it wouldn't because he's just like a natural athlete. He and is. like, even when you're old, like Ricky Steamboat did that shit. He did. Like, about the same age, too. Which is funny. So I, I wonder, there is a little bit of me saying, like, well, maybe he can pull off that Ricky Steamboat thing. It like, wouldn't surprise me one bit if he does an awesome job. And I again, think, folks, we, we know we're dated here, but we're also doing this yeah. live. Although it would be a real shame if Triple H tore its peck or something. But I think what Richard might also be referring to is I've heard some rumblings yeah. that the, the HPK stir. HPK. Yeah. HPK, yeah. Heart Pake kid part pacemaker kid <laughs> yeah anyway that the hbk man um might be coming back for more than just one match or so i don't know if that's just yeah. like you know the hype around the event kind of thing what are you gonna do but you know what it wouldn't surprise me if he kicks some ass right the only thing i have to say about it is he really needed to take a visit to Cy sperling yeah i'm and... surprised he didn't get that well you know what's weird is he had recently cut his hair to a nice short hairstyle that very I thought, nice i thought that was very respectable for like a man of his age distinguished gentleman yeah, yeah. if you will and if he came back and wrestled with that hair i wouldn't have mind Right? You like, wouldn't have mind. I wouldn't have minded. I wouldn't have minded that, either. Like you say minded, mind. minded. Yeah. You wouldn't, I wouldn't have, minded. have minded. You know, it wouldn't have been a big deal. <laughs> no, it would have been it fine. It seems like he shaved it, I don't know. Preemptively, the, maybe? Like, or either preemptively or like he thought like, oh, this will be easier or something. To rest. Like I was right, wondering right. like what was the reasoning behind that? Because he did have still like a full head of hair. <laughs> yes, that's true. It was just thin. It, but it was there. But it was there and it looked okay. Yeah. So yeah, overall, it's I'm not thrilled no matter what the context is to see Shawn Michaels wrestle again, bottom line. Yeah. Just, unless it's unless it he proves us wrong. 
He's going to be good. I'm not saying he's not, but yeah. again, he's 53 years old and it's 2018, almost 2019. Right. Enough is enough. But let's go to a question from Gino Cuddy. Okay. The UWF's biggest fan. But here we're right. talking WWF. And Quinn, this was this is one that speaks to both of our hearts. It warms the very cockles. Okay. If you will. He says, it's not even a question, but I wanted to talk about it. I may be getting, Gino says, that older WrestleMania VH box, VHS box set. Oh, soon. that. Yeah, I have that. That's the one from 1997. Right, the good one. Up to there WrestleMania was also a 13. re-release in 98 that included 14. Do you remember that? Yes, but it had the gray border around all the tapes. Right, but they were the same tapes, weren't they? No, they weren't. But oh, they were edited? We'll get into that in okay. a sec here. So if you are a fan <laughs> of the WWF, and particularly the 80s and 90s yeah. WWF, yeah. And if you like to get as close to possible in commercially released form to the unedited pay-per-views, and you have cassette players still, if you have a VCR. We have one. We do, actually. I bought one from eBay. Yes, you did. The Panasonic on your recommendation. This, yeah, well, they're awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Matsushita Corporation, I mean, they're they're (laughs) awesome. Uh, This WrestleMania Legacy set, I think it's called, from 1997. It's the best. Is so... Like, they had must have had one guy sitting in Edit 1 or wherever they did this, Edit 2, Curtis 1, whatever it is. Yeah. And he probably had a very short list of instructions of things to edit out, because there's like... It's you like mean no instructions? Intermission. Yeah. And one thing that Jesse Ventura said about Richard Belzer at WrestleMania Wait, 6. Wait, so, I didn't even know there was edits. The, that's it. Yeah. And their edits are so poorly done, it's like some 50-year-old guy at his house taping Murphy Brown <laughs> yeah. and hit stop by accident. Do you think he'd possibly edit it with two conventional VHS players? It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And this shit is an EP or SLP, <laughs> yeah, you know. The quality and the tapes are cheap as shit the yeah. stock is cheap the plastic casing but it is the best wrestlemania experience no music is edited yeah. out now the the sad part about what joe's saying about the quality is that i have this right i got it first of all i bought it i got it as a kid i didn't buy it it was my mom got it for like christmas or something from the wwf catalog michael you want a fruit wrinkle and right. this set yeah i got it for christmas or something and I didn't know that this was special in any way when I got it as a kid. I just thought this is how WWF tapes were because it was like my first tapes. Right, right, right. So I was just like, okay. And then like, <laughs> I remember like back in the day, ninth grade, ninth grade, I was like, oh, I got these WrestleMania tapes. Um, do you have the WrestleManias? Like not knowing that most tape people had them. Like I was right, kind of yeah. still new to the tape trading. You were new. And you were like, yeah, of course I have the WrestleManias. So, like, but I got, it's that special collection or yeah. something like. And you referenced something and I was like, I don't know what the hell you're talking it, that's about. That's how you realize they were different. Yes. I think it was like Andre burping or something from WrestleMania 3. That was one of them, and there was also something to do with the Rockers having an interview at WrestleMania 7, which is not on the Coliseum version. I didn't even know I referenced that. You did, because you made fun of how dumb they were. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Because I, folks, was raised and reared, since I became a wrestling fan, on the Coliseum Coliseum video versions. Which most people were. Exactly. And to see that, I mean, I copied from you. All of them, except for a couple that I actually prefer the Coliseum version to, like WrestleMania 4. Right. I like the Coliseum version better, but 3, 6, 7, because I had to. Now, so it's a shame, though. The the, the quality it's that dumb. they made the tape in is so bad. It's crap. That I tried to digitize these tapes last year. That's right. And, yeah. And most of them wouldn't even play anymore. And they were like... They were like unused. Like, I, yeah, I was very true, careful with these tapes. Yeah. They just sat... They literally like rotted 
from like just not being used because they were the most shitty tape quality possible. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. All right. So Gino, Cuddy, get that set, man. If make you, sure it works when you get it. <laughs> Check sure every tape. Works. I'm serious. Hopefully it's factory sealed. Yeah. But it is worth it because it's a great way. It, like what I mean is obviously if you if you have the network folks out there, right? If you have that. Yeah. It's very easy to watch any WrestleMania. And they're pretty decent they're, other than the music. That's the main thing is the yeah. music. Right. You can't hear Ricky Steamboat's theme at WrestleMania 3, which is like one of the greatest or, moments of all time. Or, of course, Easy Lover for the WrestleMania 1 intro. Which I did manage to copy that before it broke. <laughs> yes. So. Only that. <laughs> the Executioner versus Tito Santana. Yeah, but with that music. That whole thing. It's with the so guitar good. solo oh. in the middle, yeah. So let's move on to our next question here. This one is from Zach Brochera. Who sucks worse, Quinn? Crush? Okay, I hate him. Or Tony Gurria? Ugh. I hate him, too. A favorite of Quinn's. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say I have more history with the, the suckage of Crush than I do Tony Gurria. Tony Gurria is a recent I hate him thing. But he's actually, like, he's competent, Quinn. It's he's not that he can't wrestle. Crush isn't. <laughs> no. He never was. <laughs> like, have you ever seen a good Crush match? And I'm not counting things with Demolition because they the did Foundation. all the work. Right, right. Yeah. A good Crush singles match? Yeah, like when he isn't with Demolition. Probably the best one, and I'm not saying it's good, really. You can count anything with Wrath if you want to, too. <laughs> no. I, I'm just yeah, that's saying. Cr- he's not Wrath. Whatever. the guy, You know, whatever. <laughs> you consider them the same thing, the right? The tag team. Chronic. Chron- the Chronic. You consider that like all one it's thing, all right? It's all one thing. Yeah. And they're also chains from DOA, yeah, right? So somehow. It's all the same person. Yeah, yeah. The best crush match, and that's not a compliment, is the one against Randy Savage at WrestleMania 10. Right. And that's not that good. That it's match like a stinks. two-star match. I mean, you know? That match is horrible. That whole tying him up thing—it's embarrassing. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> you like that dead air there? Yeah, we so both I, had our—we both had both, our cough buttons yeah, down at the same that's time. That's funny. I didn't realize. I was like, "Ah, <laughs> we're live, pal." Well, this uh, is a live show. It you is. Wanted it, you wanted it live. You got it raw, me, cut, uncooked, or whatever. Yeah, let me reiter- reiterate that to you folks that are listening at home on November twelfth. We're recording this. I'm peeling back the curtain. I never do this. We're recording on a real this show too. Yeah. On November 1st, 2018, because this is the last day of the OVP Basement Studio. It's where we've been since day one of the show. By next week, the show that you listen to, it'll be back to normal, 106. Yeah. Quinn, you have the chat up, don't you? Yeah. It'll be 106. (laughs) Yeah, 106. We'll be in a brand new loft studio. Attic, yeah. Stop saying (laughs) attic. It's not an attic. It's actually a third floor. www.attic.com. (sighs) <sighs> so work. anyway, back to the crush thing. I've ne- I, that's the only halfway adequate match. crush match I could think of. There was a the time when you used to try to convince me that that was good. Oh, the the WrestleMania ten. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. We watched it for a commentary. Now, is it the worst good. match at WrestleMania ten possibly, or is that no, like that, Lonnie Coy versus uh, Alundra? What about that thing where Luna's involved? I think no, the mixed tag is fun. Yeah, whatever. You know, Quinn. Let's go to another question here. Okay. And it's from Richard Land. And speaking of Lonnie Coy. Yeah, Lonnie Coy. She's like a thousand. Richard Land wants to know, why are Regis and Lonnie Coy, but I think by Lonnie Coy, he means Cindy Lauper. Oh, okay. Because uh, I know the way Richard did Regis and Cindy. She's, no, no, no. Because Cindy Lauper is one that says Lonnie Coy. Oh, okay. Because Cindy Lauper, obviously a very notable celebrity for WWF. Why are Regis and Cindy Lauper not in the Hall of Fame? Ridiculous, says I, Richard. That is ridiculous. Now, how could Re- Regis? Listen, I, on the internet for years, before we had this show, after we had this show, 
I have been campaigning for Regis. I go on the streets in front of the WWE headquarters. I say, you got to put Regis in. What the hell? Now, they don't like that when you go there to the headquarters. No. They get they, mad at they've you. They've gotten mad. They've thrown me out before. I, I, they yank you like your freaking jazz carry, in carry, Fresh Every Prince. year around the Hall of Fame, I carry my Regis sign. He has one. Yeah. I love Regis. I think he's the most deserving Hall of Famer. Maybe even more than Cindy Lauper or Leilani Kai, whatever. Lonnie Kai. Yeah, to clear that up because yeah. obviously not everyone's going to get that joke. I say Lonnie Coy because there's this promo that Cindy Lauper gives where she's like, Shmola, yeah. Lonnie Coy. At WrestleMania you know. 1, yeah. Is it rest- at I WrestleMania think, 1? I, I think it is. Or in the buildup at least, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it is WrestleMania 1. And she calls her Lonnie Coy yeah. in her accent. So I always call her that. But yes, like Lonnie Kai, who's was always young but never looked it. Yeah. Kind of like Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah. Lonnie Kai is the oldest woman on earth. Like like she was born she's like what was that the the movie where the guy was born as a shriveled Benjamin up old man? Button. Yeah, that was like Lonnie Kai. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. But yeah, as far as Regis Philbin is concerned, Quinn has a big affinity for him because of his WrestleMania seven appearance. Yeah, he's well, wonderful. He's I had beautiful. everybody. <laughs> I had the Macho Man. Yeah, yeah. I had the, I had all the guys. I had the Hulk. Hulk himself. Hulkamania lives. never calls him his name. I had earthquake. Earthquake gene's so big. He interviews the Undertaker and he starts measuring yeah. him. It's great. That- I know we're all getting a little older, but we don't need to take measurements. Yeah. Have I been had again? And not to mention Columbia and, Pictures. Yeah. And not to mention just WrestleMania Seven, but also he's had all the wrestlers, even like into like the new generation era. There's yeah. episodes with like Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Yeah, and, like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. In Shawn, the mid nineties, like, dancing on Kathy Lee or something weird. Ugh. Yeah. That whole thing sounds gross. Yeah. First of all, Kathy Lee. Well, this is young Kathy Lee. It's not. She's like, still annoying Kathy Lee. Yeah. Like my son Cody, Kathy Lee. Or oh whatever. yeah, that version. Yeah. Yeah. That. Remember yeah. that Frank big Gifford sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was with that big sweater trend in yeah, the nineties? Like, what was down with their your ankles? Se- what was up with their set in general? Just being like somebody's like foyer. Like you know what I mean? Like it wasn't even like a living room. I like, just I like that you said foyer, yeah, which is right. Yeah. But. <laughs> It was like a hallway or something. Like when you walk into like a yeah. McMansion, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, Vince McMansion. Yeah. No, I know. But yeah, Regis, apparently, I think I told you this on something. I don't know if it's out yet, but I told you that uh, that Regis presided over the 1994 WWF Hall of Fame. Like he was an yeah. inductor. He inducted on top, somebody. On top of all of this, he's in, he's been in the Hall of Fame like ceremony. So like, come on. Yeah. Like, really? We can't just put Regis in? He was good. He was even at the WBF's inaugural Look at the, pay-per-view. I mean, seriously, like, like that's a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with a mighty Mike Quinn, of course. Yeah, I have to acknowledge that somebody just referenced Gelman on, yeah. on the Gelman! Chat. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. For All right. That. So let's move on to another question here. It's from Gary Fay, who you might know from Gary Fay's question of the day or yeah. question of the every three weeks. Or Gary Fay Incorporated. I, that's what I thought you were going to say. Devastation Inc. with yeah. Gary Fay yeah. on our Facebook group. Gary Fay wants to know, have you ever met any wrestlers? Quinn? I've only met one. Yeah. Uh, Sonny. Yeah. Tell yeah. the story. Tell the story for I anyone was a that little doesn't kid, know um, Ten? Yeah, I was like, I was probably, was I younger maybe? Nine? Nine? Could yeah. have been. Was she a body Donna? Yeah. So you could have been nine or ten, she yeah. She was at the flea market. This was when WWF was attracting the fleas. This is when WWF was back at, you know, in, in flea high, markets. high school gyms yeah. and stuff. Like they'd make they do their appearances at flea markets. Right. And, you know, she she called me Hun and like, you know, all the New Jersey tropes. She is yeah, from like, Central Jersey. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, she was like a local celebrity back then. 
That's not a compliment, though. Yeah, local I, celebrity. But I mean, that's like we're like, practically local celebrity. She, she probably literally like wandered out of her house and drove up the street to the, the that flea market. Yeah, probably a twenty minute drive from yeah, where she was seriously, living. Honestly, like, I mean, so I just I met her. It was great. Um, I was a little kid and I sat on her lap. Like now nowadays, you'd have to pay a hundred dollars <laughs> for that. But like when I was a kid, <laughs> you know, you do have to pay money. She just today. She tweeted something about panty panties or pants and taking yeah. them off. Like, what the fuck does she think she is? Yeah, what now, is this? You can pay to to sit in bed with her for ten minutes and do nothing. By I, the way, you like, have to pay me, yeah. and it have to be a lot of money. Just sit in bed with on her. the not, edge of the not, bed. Not, not you, <laughs> on a California yeah, king. Yeah, you can't do anything. You Good. Just, you just sit there with <laughs> I don't her. Want and to. Then, yeah, that sun ain't shining yeah. anymore, there, Miss Sitch. Yeah. Uh, I, if I met any, well, other you met rest- Harley Race technically. Oh yeah, I did that when he cut me in line that one time, and I yelled at him outside of the Hammerstein ballroom. Yeah, was that it? was unfortunate. Um, I'm trying to think if I met. I mean, I met Brian Malonas. You never met Brian well, Malonis. I've talked to him on the phone, have I not? That doesn't count as meeting. What? Well, then I met Conrad Thompson. Yeah, see, there I you met, go. I met we Secretariat. Met, we met Sean Mooney. <laughs> yeah, Mike Francesa met Secretariat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mike Francesa met Secretariat. I've never met, I don't think I've ever met a wrestler. The closest I got, I don't go after that. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong, but I've never tried to meet a wrestler, if that makes sense. No, I've never really I've never either. put myself However, in a position to. we're planning on going to the WrestleMania, aren't we? We're going to WrestleMania with Richard Land. Right, which we have to get all that in order yeah. soon anyway. Maybe we can meet some wrestlers there for the first time. Like, or for you can, at least. Bob Backlund. <laughs> what if, um, he what if Brett the Hitman's there? Wouldn't you want to meet him? You know, <laughs> could could you imagine that- if he's all bitter? I thought I could have done the Saudi show up, done a good match there with Sean. <laughs> you know, you know, it, even though he's probably like laughing that there's like bad press for Sean, you know, in the back of his mind, he's thinking like, yeah, I could, I could have done that. But like, he'll be watching that match. You know, you know, if I didn't have my stroke, I thought Sean and I could have had a good match there. I don't know about Hunter. You know, I have all the fans over there, all my fans over overseas there. Now, and- first of all, Brett, they're the Kuwaiti fans. These are the Saudis. I have fans all over the place. <laughs> You know, I thought I could have done a good match there. Yeah. But anyway, uh, not, the closest I got, Quinn, I don't think I've yeah. told you this story, Oh, is in the corridors of NSG in 1996. Yeah. I was this close, you know, maybe a foot, not to be confused with Carrie Von Eric, from Savio Vega oh, in really? a denim shirt. That's weird. And Mark Merrow and Sable. Oh, Sable, your were, favorite, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> we were walking this way and they were walking that way. And a bunch of people were like, hey, Sable, yeah. but Mark, you know, like yeah, stuff like that. that but kind of thing. very close. But not. And we met, uh, I think I've met Carrie Silken, the, yes, from, met the then owner of ROH. I've also run into uh, Claudio Castagnoli in a parking lot once. Really? Yeah. And, I didn't know. Uh, that's him, that's um, Cesaro. Cesaro. Just said hi to him or whatever. It was like real quick. And I've also. Um, not really met him, but ran into him in a hallway in Trenton. Um, remember when I went with our friend to the Trenton WWF? Yes, a couple um, years ago. Bob Backlund was wandering the hallways for some reason, even though he wasn't on the show in any form or fashion. Yeah. <sighs> That's what uh, I meant about Backlund. He just does that. Hang on. We got something on the live chat here that I have to ask about. Okay. A couple of things I want to acknowledge. Yes, David Van Antwerp, it is the flea market you're thinking of. I'm not going to say which. And then Joe Merkel... Friend of the show, the yeah. OVP historian. Right. He just said to me, I used to date Alanis Morissette. We huh? went to the movies all the time. Joe, type stuff about that if yeah, you're serious to, or not. Can we, is that real? I don't know. But in the meantime, let's talk, let's take another question. <laughs> or is he being ironic? Don't you think? Yeah. Here's a question from Joe Merkel in the meantime. 
He says, Quinn, I'm mm-hmm. addressing all of them to you first. Okay. With a DX reunion right. 20 years later, obviously referring to Sean and Triple right. H, who would you have liked to see reunite 20 years after their prime and in what era? Demolition. I thought that would have been great if they came back to the WWF for a second. They're still going on the indies and they're like a million. Yeah, and Vince will never invite them back because he's mad about, like, I don't know, that Japan thing. No, Axe is mad. It's not Vince. I think it's Axe. Oh, Vince is like, would happily have them still. I think so. I think it's actually Demolition that are holding out, not Vince. That's that's, well, because Vince can make make money on them. He brings them into the Hall of Fame. He he would take them. Oh, could you imagine that that year's Hall of Fame if Demolition came in? They'd be able to sell a bunch of merch, Demolition TV. T-shirts, etc. Right, yeah. yeah. Merkel wasn't shame. serious, by the way. Uh, it's a reference to her song lyric. Yeah, I know that song. You ought to know. I get it. Yeah. Great. Anyway. Well, you got you got uh, tricked there. I didn't get tricked. I just wanted... You never know. Yeah, well... Merkel's hmm. a uh, odd guy. That's true. Um, I don't like to see anyone reunite. No? You know me. I don't want to see fucking old people. Is there any... Um, Why would I want to see that? Here's We've a guy that's this. not old, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. he, would you ever like to see if um, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk face each other, like, one last time in the in the world yeah, wrestling entertainment? because they're not they're not at that age right. where they're too old. Right. They're not... I get what you're saying. Like, like Punk's 38, 39. I think Dan- he just turned 40. No, he's born in 79. Just, no, like, maybe you're right. Maybe I you're right. I saw stuff on Twitter. Maybe happy you're right. 40th birthday. Okay, then CM you're right. Punk, which is not in wrestling terms. That's not old. It's not. Yeah. Uh, and what is Daniel Bryan? 37, maybe? Something yeah. like that? He's a couple years younger than 36. Not much. Yeah. yeah. So they're not too old. Right. When when I say old, I'm talking like 48, 52. Yeah, I consider that, that a reunion thing. because those two <laughs> yeah. were like the enemies. They were like the Macho Man and Stone Cold. Or, the, yeah. And like, they're not, macho they're man great stuff. wrestlers. Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. I think I could have a good match with, yeah. with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. And, yeah, would you like to see Bret Hart come back to fight Daniel Bryan? I didn't want to see Bret Hart come back in 2010. Yeah, I know. To wrestle, I mean. Yeah. Why do they have to wear the shorts and the leather yeah, jacket and Sean in the DX gear? They be, look like a couple of bozos. Again, it would be like if British Bulldog came back in the jeans when he was still alive. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? And the dog's going woof woof. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, we got a couple more questions okay. here, and then we are going to go to break real quick. When we come back, it'll be death. <laughs> death, just Death Valley. Yeah, just only Death Valley. <laughs> Mount Rushmore and Death Valley. Quinn Richard Land wants to know, and this is kind of a jokey question, but he probably does want to know. Okay. Is the Ica Pro banner moving to the new studio? I, now, I, would, I would think so, right? It's moving there. I don't know where it will be placed. Now, folks, just in case you have never seen us on camera, go to our YouTube channel. We have a bunch of free videos on there oh, and you can get will, a feel. Will this be available? This is on free? Patreon. Oh, this is on right? Patreon. You just okay. told me this before we went on oh, the air. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, whatever. In it's our, live, pal. In our, pre- yeah. in our pre-production meeting, yeah. which is us sitting here talking. Right. <laughs> but I have this giant Icapro banner that I think would make even Pablo Melons envious. He probably if, has if it. If Pablo Melons is in here, he can stare He's at it. He's not in here. He's watching something from 1993. Oh, and, that's uh, unfortunate. But it's a great Icapro banner that's behind me all the time. And yes, Richard, it will be moving with us i just don't know where it will be and quinn finally actually i want to tell a um a story from gino cuddy here okay. he's got a story about ox baker he was at wild bill's nostalgia gino says what's now, wild bill's nostalgia well it's a now defunct nostalgia shop here in middletown i don't know oh. what state and he met ox baker and bob backland and got a bob backland autograph for about ten dollars bob backland still sells his autograph <laughs> What are they worth? Nothing? $10, apparently. Yeah. Unless you're a sucker. I Too bet he... you didn't get Herbie's autograph there, Gino. 
He shouldn't be selling that, and I'll tell you why. Because those would be illegal campaign contributions to Backlund's That's true. He's still for president. He's Has still running, been running for, president. for years. Yeah, yeah, since like 1995 when there was no election that yeah. year because it was 95. Oh my god, I would remember love it. that. I would love if he came back, like not wrestle or anything, just came back in two years and said he was running in 2020, just like keep the joke alive. I mean, I'm fine with it. Remember when his like teeth fell out or something? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, on pay per view or something. That's like, embarrassing. No tooth. Yeah, it was weird. And then Gino says that he met Ox Baker. He was sitting there, invited me to sit beside him. He had me open his water bottle and flirted with my mom. Okay. Sweet guy. Scariest man in history of wrestling, apparently. Yeah. So the last question will be from Mr. Dave Van Antwerp. Okay. Do you guys have a favorite defunct segment of OVP? Hmm. Now, again, if you're new... Quinn and I kind of change up our format at least somewhat every single, right. every 10 episodes. Right. Now, it doesn't mean every segment changes. We've been doing the review since episode 11. Right. From episodes 21 until 100, we did Mount Rushmore and Death Valley. Right. But we've had a bunch of other opening segments, the butterfly effect, the question wheel. Mm-hmm. Remember all that stuff? Oh, man, the question wheel. I think I really like to on the case. On the case is your favorite. I, I mean, I didn't mind the question wheel either. That was fun, too. Yeah. So the question wheel, folks, and you can go back and listen to these. That's from the episodes that are in the 60s, like 61 yeah. to 70. The question wheel was where we would literally have a whole spreadsheet worth of questions from people. Right. And then what would happen is we would, <laughs> Quinn would ran, this is real, too. <laughs> Quinn would just put his finger onto a question on the spreadsheet. Yeah. And I would dub in, like, a wheel spinning effect. It was a game show. It right. had a theme song. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was fun. And then on the case was where we had this, the whole premise was Quinn and I were private detectives, private eyes. And Samu. And Samu was always there. But we would always answer, quote, unquote, these unsolved mysteries from wrestling like what really caused Hogan's black eye at WrestleMania right. night yeah. stuff like that and that I believe is in the 80s 81 to 89 but I can't remember I think it is if yeah. you know please just check it out but Quinn we actually are going to a fan favorite defunct segment Mount Rushmore and Death Valley folks is where each and every week we put four of the best of something onto Mount Rushmore and four of the worst go down into the desert of Death Valley And when we come back, that'll be coming up. So we'll be back right after this. Thanksgiving night, it's feast or famine as WWF superstars united the teams of four and battle it out until only the strong survive. It's the Survivor Series, live, only on pay-per-view. The immortal Hulk Hogan and his Hulkamaniacs try to drumstick it to the natural disasters. And the champion, the ultimate warrior, leads his warriors as they try to knock the stuffing out of the perfect team. The Survivor Series, it's guaranteed to be exciting! And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It is Monday, November 12th, 2018, and it is our studio shutdown special. Of course, next week, we will be back for episode number 106 and the Royal Rankings, week six. Plus, we'll be reviewing something. But, Quinn, we are here 
to do an old fan favorite segment. It is, you say old, but it's only it's been not that old for like a couple episodes. And you can still catch it on Patreon every other Friday. Right. But Quinn, this is Mount Rushmore and Death Valley, where, as I mentioned, each week we used to put four of the best of something. Mm-hmm. Could be anything, anything at all. Yeah. Onto Mount Rushmore. And four of the worst go down into the desert of Death Valley. With the Undertaker, or is he? Is he there? No, he's in, he was in no, Saudi well, Arabia. He's in Saudi Arabia now. He's <laughs> wearing he, his his ceremonial <laughs> like undertaking uniform only. Undertaking in Saudi, uniform only in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Why doesn't he have a special one? Like, maybe he, for, maybe like, he different does areas times, around the world. I don't know because I mean, like does. Undertakers. What a kimono are, in Japan. No, I'm just saying, Undertakers in different air in different parts. Got of the world. Undertakers in different area codes. International Undertakers. <laughs> International yeah. Undertakers. That should be a band. Undertakers of the world. Yeah. yeah. International Undertakers is a great band name. Yeah. Anyway, folks, it is the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of... Survivor Series main events. That's right. The Survivor Series with Survivor Series only days away as of release date. I figured it would be apropos, if right. you will. To go over the four best and the four worst of Survivor Series main events. Now, Quinn, I don't know if you know this. You probably do by now. We're a retro wrestling podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We are. And now retro means older. So normally when we get into something like this with pay-per-views and stuff, a lot of times we usually cut it off at a certain year. Would you say 2001 maybe is a good cutoff Seems here? Seems fair enough for this. So 87 right. to 01. Okay. We're going to pick the four best and the four worst. So it's really Survivor Series main events, 87 to 01. Exactly. So when the Survivor Series was the second pay-per-view, I guess if you don't count the wrestling classic, right. that the WWF ever did. They had their WrestleMania, and then in 87, they did the Survivor Series. And we did a whole special on it two years ago, mm-hmm. our Survivor Series special, if you want to check that out, folks. But the Survivor Series, the initial concept was five on five and then four on four elimination tag matches. Correct. And it wasn't until 1991 that we even had our first singles match there. Thank God. Yeah, I know, right? And since then, there's been ups and downs with the format, sometimes a mix of like regular matches and the elimination tags. Now, wasn't this concept, if I recall, just from people like, saying things on WWE DVDs. Oh, I don't trust any of that. Yeah, but something about how... Steve Lombardi on it's there. It's supposed to, like, harken back to when people did their best house show business in the, like, fall or something, and they'd have these big combination matches. Not, per se, Survivor Series, but they would do, like, Battle Royals and that kind of thing. Thought, I've heard that story before. I thought the fall was typically bad. No, but they would Battle Royal it up all winter. <laughs> like... Yeah, but isn't that, that, that's, that's not thing. good. I know it's not good, but I, it also explains why Survivor Series is kind of the shittiest pay-per-view. Well, yeah, I mean, and essentially it was made as a big middle finger to Jim Crockett. Right. But it's just a, 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 a schmoz of people just like, here they all are yeah. in one match. Like, now, and sometimes, as we'll probably get into, that can be fun and that can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's really poor. And there's been great singles matches as main events at Survivor Series. So, Quinn, I had the pick... Why don't you take the stick and why don't you give me what's one of the best Survivor Series main events from 87 to 01? This is a weird one to start with, but I really like uh, Diesel versus Brett from uh, 95. I don't think that's weird at all, Quinn. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic main event. Right. We've talked about that match before. It's one of the best Diesel matches, that or the one against Sean. 
Right. I'm very impressed by it, and I the finish really took me by surprise as a kid. The little small package as Brett kind of plays possum to be too right. dead to be jackknifed, right? Exactly. And not only that, like the post-match where Brett goes through a table, you know, at the end there. No, that's that's during the match. Oh, is it during that's the match? That's what I leads him Diesel, to play possum. I thought Diesel attacks him after He powerbombs him more after. Oh, but okay. I thought that was the table part. He takes an awesome table bump, which was not commonplace in 1995. Right. That's what leads him to be dead. Right, okay. But then he just musters up just a little bit. He gold bricks him, small packages him, and Bret Hart, the third best WBF world champion of all time. As of press time. <laughs> as of press time. Gets the pin. I mean, that's fantastic. It ends the Diesel era. Good. Yeah. It's a great way it's, to end a pretty good show. What's funny about it is it almost makes you sad that, like, why couldn't they just have Diesel do this kind of shit the whole time he was the champion? You mean act like a badass? Yeah. And not fight Tatanka? Yeah. <laughs> he's, Sid. like, not a pussy here. <laughs> right. Like, he's good. <laughs> like, it's like, almost at the end of it, you're like, ah, oh, it kind of sucks that he's not the champion. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he loses in such a good fashion that it's like, oh, I hope he's the champion again. Yeah, like, no, he, I know. You're right. It's weird, right? You're right. I mean, that's that's one of my favorite, I think, WWF title matches ever. It's really good. It really is good. It's well-wrestled. It's brawly. Yeah. I would say it started intense. like a, a, a somewhat of a string of like bigger Survivor Series matches for the main event. Oh, it did. Yeah. No, it absolutely did. I mean, if you look at 96, 7 yeah. after that, no, there's some big stuff. So that's definitely a contender. I want to throw one at you that I don't know if it, I guess we might have to come to a consensus here. Okay. Because there's a list that we might use for reference here that is actually listing the last match here uh, for 1992. Right. Now, the last match of Survivor Series 1992 also involves Bret Hart, and that's just coincidental that I'm picking it, honestly, because I really like it. He defends the world title against the Intercontinental Champion, Shawn Michaels. Now, you don't consider this the main event? It's not that I don't. The WWF didn't promote it as the main event. Well, they're like on the back of the Coliseum box, at least, I think, right? They're on the front, actually. On the Coliseum box, they're on the front. But on all the promo artwork, Savage Warrior, because they didn't edit him out instead of Perfect, Flyer and Razor. I I thought for sure it was Savage and Perfect, like with the stupid thumbs up. Oh, you know what? You're right. They're on the front of the box. Yeah. So the WWF promoted the main event of Survivor Series 92 before Mr. Perfect got involved. Yeah. The main event, make no question about it, was Randy Savage and Ultimate Warrior versus Ric Flair and Quinn's favorite, 1992 Razor Ramon. Now, horrible. (laughs) Like, why? (laughs) Because reasons, I guess. It was terrible. (laughs) Now, that switched, obviously, to Savage and Mr. Perfect versus the same team. Mm -hmm. And even though it didn't go on last, it was never, it was always promoted as the main event. Yeah. So I don't know. Do we consider Brett Sean 92 the main event? It went In on my last. eyes, it was. But I mean, I didn't watch it live. I watched it on tape. Yeah, so, I did to too, me, a couple the, days later, or a couple tape, years later. I just considered the last match the main event, and then Santa comes at the end. <laughs> Why do you have to bring that up? You always, I always bring that up. always need to bring that point to everyone's mm. eyes is that like it starts to fake snow and like Santa comes out. <laughs> it's weird. So, I mean, I think it's deserving of main event status. It's for the world title. It was the last match. Right. Do we count it? I mean, it's a great match. It is. Is it, is it, is it Rushmore? I don't know if it's Rushmore. Because but... we have some, some big ones here. Go ahead. You know, that if you, if you look, I think during that like, period, right? I yes. guess we call it where there's a bunch of good matches. Yeah. I think the Sean versus Sid match is really fun. 
uh, fun. I mean, Sean loses, which is always good with me. Yeah, but it's just kind of, again, it's another unexpected. I don't think people were expecting it. It's kind of a... Very true. It, it almost... I, I like this little tradition with Survivor Series that kind of started here where it was like some unexpected stuff. Yeah, especially right? the following year. Yeah. <laughs> in 97. Yeah, I, I mean, that, I'm not going to consider that a great no, match because no. actually I watched that recently. Just It's not that good. It stinks. They just like <laughs> fight outside the whole... That, we're talking about Brett versus Sean. 97, Sur- yeah. Survivor. They, like they, the match doesn't even start until like 15 <laughs> minutes after they start. It's terrible. Like, it's really weird. It's not good. It's just a brawl. Right. I mean, I guess it's realistic because they're just fighting the whole time. Right. But it's not good. It's, a, it's an odd choice odd for choice. like why they did it that way. Because they did like plan that match out too, which I is know. weird. Now, you're a big Shawn Michaels fan. What makes you choose Shawn versus Sid where Shawn loses? I like the atmosphere of that in oh, Madison Square Garden, yeah, yeah. and I like it's very unexpected, and I think it does a good thing with Sean, even though he loses, because it it lights a fire under him because he was big happy stupid before that, like, and I didn't like that even as a Sean fan. This new stupid, yeah, new stupid, like, yeah, it was terrible. And yeah, like, you're right. I, I and then he like, became a jerk after this, right? It was like I feel I felt like Sid like. <laughs> he did something here, like that got him pissed off. He and broke it, him. Yeah, and it was like, damn it, I'm gonna kick your ass at Royal Rumble. Like, like basically. Plus, it's all but the end, except for one last appearance of Jose Lothario. Thank God. What, John? Why yeah. did they have that? <laughs> like, why hard. was he there the whole time? I get it at WrestleMania 12. Yeah, but why was he there the entire run? I hated, <laughs> and I'm glad it ended there, John. I also just fondly remember Sid coming out and going. Who's the man? And then, like, putting his, like, fist out to all the fans. Are like, you sure that wasn't Vader that said, who's the man? No. They, Sid used to say that, too. I think they both did? Yeah, then? I think they both did. Yeah. So who I stole def- from Sid who? Sid definitely said that. Who stole from who, though? Do you think Vader did it first? I think probably Vader, Vader did, did it first. first. Yeah, he, he, Sid probably stole it because he was jealous after he broke up the scissor fight or whatever. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to be like Vader. You know? <laughs> now, I'm going to go back to the very beginning for a contender. Oh, really? I think the main event, and I want you to hear me out because the some of the names involved don't sound good, but I'll read them out. Yeah, well, it's got but, somebody in it. That but I think sucks. the the main event of '87, yeah, was pretty good because it was the return to the ring of Andre the Giant. He, yes, this was a big deal. He captained a team of one man gang, which I like. Gang, no problem there. Right, King Kong Bundy, who I don't really care for. Mm-hmm. Butch Reed, who is like tap water. I have no opinion on him. Right, <laughs> just, yeah, it's just there. Uh, I agree. Rick Rude, early Rick Rude for WWF, you know, very early, 87. Yeah, 87. That doesn't sound like Rick Rude should be there. Right. Yeah. And his uh, opponents, th- this team was captained by Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Of course, height of Hulk Hogan in 87. Height of the Hulkster brother. Paul Orndorff, a height of one of the arms that he had. Yeah. Don Morocco, thankfully subbing for Billy Graham. Yeah. That was supposed to be Billy Wait, Graham. really? Yes. Oh, man. Brother. That, that's a good, that's a very good thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ken Patera. <laughs> And of course, Bam Bam Bigelow, who was hot as hell in '87, big yeah, deal th- in '87. In '87, this is like before he was dumpy. Yeah, the before, Bammer. Is this before uh, Humperdinck got involved or after? He might have had the dink by then, but had, God, uh, he all- that ruined him. What a piece of shit that guy is! Like seriously, he sucks. Humperdinck, I <laughs> He's hate <terrible>. him. Terrible. <laughs> he ruins anything he touches. He's one of the worst managers ever. <laughs> He is really bad. But this main event, folks, the reason this is a big deal, I'm taking back to 87 here, Hulk Hogan fought Andrew the Giant, obviously at WrestleMania 3. Yeah. Couldn't pay attention. And (laughs) so Hogan won, but there was like the controversy. Remember Bobby's like, no, Andre got the three count because Joey Morella and all that. 
and they hadn't seen each other in the ring since right. WrestleMania three. Yeah, fact, it was a big deal. Andre wasn't even around. Now there was also the controversial count. I just well. said that. Like I said, pay attention. <laughs> and Here this was go. a big deal. They were able to promote this ten man tag match based on the fact that Andre and Hogan were on opposing sides. Right. Which is a big deal. Fucking pay attention. <laughs> Now, the talent that they're teaming with notwithstanding, the match is not bad, but something unexpected happens. Pay attention, Quinn. Yeah. Andre is not last in the ring with Hulk Hogan. Yes. Hogan gets eliminated earlier on in the match, and I believe it's Bam Bam left with one-man ganger Bundy, I forget which, and Andre the Giant. And Bam Bam like has the heroic struggle, but finally succumbs. To Andre the Giant, and of course, because it's WBF in 87, Hogan runs in after the match, he can't, gets his heat like, back, it's but you have to send the fans home happy. Now, you kind of do. You say that. Yes, I do, because the last 10 years they haven't, and you see what that does for the product. No, I and that's a great match, but also another one that has I have fond memories of is yeah, the next fond. year is with when yeah, you the, know, mega, the powers. mega powers are in a Survivor Series match. That's pretty cool, too, huh? That one's actually... Quality-wise, it might be better. I haven't watched the two in a long time. Is that the one where, like, at the end, there's, like, some, like, the subtle with Savage? Yes, like, where he's, more like, worse than SummerSlam. Yeah. Because remember, like, at SummerSlam, it's just, like, the look real quick yeah. when Hogan touches Elizabeth. He's just, like... Yeah. But at Survivor Series, I think he's a little more testy. I can't remember. Yeah, I love that little thing at the end. Yeah. And I, this whole match is just, like... It's kind of just, like, emblematic of, like... Yeah. This, like, the Mega, mega Powers, powers era... Now, I'll run down the match participants for you real quick, folks, at 88. That's the captains, the Mega Powers, teaming with Hercules, ew, Coco yeah. Beware, that Hall of Famer, and Hillbilly yeah. Jim, also that Hall of Famer. And they're facing captains, the Twin Towers. Right. Akeem, oh, I love the but Twin that Towers. that makes sense. Yeah. Ted DiBiase also yep. makes sense. Totally makes sense. Haku, awesome. Now, is Haku, is he there because of Bobby the Brain or something? Probably, because like, <laughs> he's a heel. Yeah. And of course, the Red Rooster. Oh, well, that would explain, because Red Rooster, yeah. yeah, so Bobby the Brain's involved, yeah. basically. <laughs> Red Rooster's terrible. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good, too. I think 87s is better, but that's right. just me. I think, though, Quinn, there's no question that 95 should go on first. Diesel, yeah, Brett. I think that's fair enough. Let's put that in. Because I don't think there's anything better than that. I mean, if you just think about from 87 to 01. Well, okay, there's there's one that might be able to top it, and it's technically not the main, because it didn't go on last, but like 91. Oh, 91 Hogan Undertaker. Undertaker? Yeah. Now that, <laughs> it's I mean, a that's horrible on the front of the wrestling match. Yeah, no, yeah. that's the main event. Yeah. Make no question about it. That's a horrible wrestling match, but I love when Hulk Hogan <laughs> yeah, it's loses. It's one of your favorite things. And it I just, is. I have to bring it up. Because yeah. Is, is it a contender? I don't think so, but let's just get Diesel and Brett okay. on there for wow, 95. I can't, that's a surprising number one. Well, I guess it's not a ranking or anything. But, no, but it's the first yeah. one on. So for number one, Diesel versus Bret Hart, Survivor Series 95. <laughs> All right, Quinn. Are we counting Sean Brett from Survivor Series 92? I do. I mean, I never... As a main event. Like, when I watched that literally as a kid, I had no clue that that wasn't the main event. Like, I just... Okay. I was like, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels on last. Like, what? <laughs> like, okay. Well, then I think that should be number two, then. Hmm. No? And it's really good. What about like I'm I'm just looking here. There's there's other things that come to mind. Like um, what about Mankind versus the Rock? Okay, a deadly game that has a shot at yeah. it actually because as we've mentioned before, so we don't 
want to rehash the whole thing. Yeah. The Deadly Games tournament was so well written, so well booked, even though obviously the guy that wrote it is a horrible human being that never did anything good for wrestling ever. Not He's just terrible. He stinks. <laughs> Stop it. I really like Vince Russo, yeah. by the way. Believe me, he did a lot of bad, right. but this was really good. And The Rock and Mankind, and it's obviously a callback to the Montreal Screwjob from only one year earlier. Mm-hmm. And it launched The Rock, the fourth best WWF champion. Currently, uh, yes. <laughs> it launched The Rock, who Bret Hart is better than as world champion, yeah, Horace. Sure. Okay. And it was great for Mankind, too, because it led to their feud that they had for a few months where The Rock wore the shirt. Yep, and- <laughs> the boob surgery shirt. <laughs> yeah, the boob surgery shirt, the Adidas pants. But really, though, in all seriousness, I love that angle. The whole ending is great. I feel like with that match... yeah. I feel like almost the whole show feels like the main event, the way everything like strings together. It was really well done. Because it starts, you know, with Foley and the suit and the loafers and all that shit. And then like by the end he's this guy with just like the he be basically became like the regular mankind we know. Like yeah. yeah. But the way that was written, I really was surprised. Right. Were I did you? not expect The Rock. Because he had been on an unofficial face turn, pay attention, yeah. for the last two months since September. Right. Yeah, it was, then, a, it was a great face run. And the nation disbanded. Yeah, we loved it. It was fantastic. Like, <laughs> and then he was at? a big face during this. Now, I want to mention something to you maybe new listeners out there. Normally, in our episodes, which is why I encourage you to listen to the last one we did last week, there is post-production inserts, there's sound clips, Quinn pays attention to what I'm talking about. We're much more professional and organized. Right now, we're going live, pal. So this is this is a little slice of the real Joe and Quinn doing OVP. This is what goes on. Quinn doesn't pay attention. and Well, we don't usually a, have a studio audience. It's a source of contention. No. <laughs> All right. But anyway, back to Survivor Series 98. I think it's tremendously well-written. I love the, the ending. It's the only time ever. Mm-hmm. Eyes up here. It's the only time ever <laughs> that they did a callback or a reference to the screw job, and it was actually right. good. Yeah, no. And I really think that it's, it's a fitting number two, almost. I personally think. <sighs> It's, it's, well, it's more important than Sean Brett for it's 92. It's more important. It's more, better written. It's more intriguing. It's more intriguing. Okay. It, it's more surprising. It, it's great. Yeah. And it's, there's no Santa Claus. There's no Santa Claus involved. There's okay. like a snake on the cover. You know, the, whatever. The, oh, the that's game, good. The game is deadly. It's very uh, deadly. Uh, it has a song. <laughs> Shut up. You know it's true. All right. So for number two, then, Rock versus Mankind. Sure. All right. All right, Michael. Well, then, can Sean Brett be number three, or is something going to trump that? I mean, Sean Sid, you mentioned. And we also have the 87 and 88 main events hanging hmm. in the balance. Let's just take a gander at these 01 and uh, 2000 things. No, let's not, really. Well, just for, just for a sec. I see, <laughs> for I a see sec. Team WWF versus Team Alliance, so that will be discussed later. <laughs> um, and... Uh, but I do see here Stone Cold versus Triple H no DQ in 2000. Isn't that the one where Steve Austin like drops the bus on Triple H or something? You know what I mean? Wait, isn't that <laughs> It's so shitty. That's not where the I did it for the Rock happens. Yes, this is this is where <laughs> Burkishi had done it for the Rock, but apparently Triple H was the mastermind of the whole thing and Austin's mad at it. It's really okay, yeah. really bad. Okay, then we'll talk about that later. Yeah, then Sean Brett. I mean it's 
Again, if you want to stack not, it up. Not the second time. No, not Survivor 97. Series. I think that's neither here nor there. I think that's Death Valley, actually. Okay, we'll talk later. But I think Sean Sid might have a shot at it. Yeah, it does. Because Or one of those those big early Survivor Series matches. also good, too. So the only thing there is I feel like 87 is the only one where there's stakes. Because kind it's Hogan under. Like, 88, you fucking know the Mega Powers are winning. Right, but at the same time, it's all the, like, enemies of the Mega Powers for the whole year, like, combined. Yeah, that's true. That's, and the Red Rooster. Yeah. Because well, they needed someone Well, it's there. like the Heenan family, you know? Like, you always got to have Bobby the Brain in the mix it's when like, you talk about Hulk Hogan. It's the Heenan step family. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't going to send out his big guns when you have Akeem and Boss Man and DiBiase <laughs> there. You don't, you don't need to, like sacrifice Rude or somebody good, like, like that like for yeah that. right yeah. but would you say that 87's match is better than 88's i would say it's a better match well is it a better match it's more the all-encompassing thing wow they're both really memorable actually i feel like they're there it's a wash maybe we should put in the other ones first talk about the other two yeah. well sean and sid is definitely more impactful than sean brett 92 I agree. Because Sid winning the... T- First of all, Sid wins a title, folks, if you don't remember, because he hits Jose Lothario with a camera, <laughs> and Jose Lothario has a heart attack, and Sean checks on him. Right. He's like, oh, I gotta check yeah. on John. And John. then Sid hits Sean Michaels with a camera, right? and then power bombs him, I think, or something like that, and wins it. It's pretty wild. And MSG and Vladimir, the super fan, they're all happy about it, and I'm they're- happy about it. Now, half of that to me is they're happy because we got to see a title change kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, one of those situations. MSG, that whole match was volatile towards yeah. the shiny, happy Shawn Michaels, Which you know? Which is very weird to think. It is not. No, it's weird in this sense. Is Why? that all they wanted was match quality for years <laughs> and years and years. MSG? Yeah, that's the that New Year crowd is definitely a whole match quality. They're not of, match. They're very matchy. They were raised and reared on Bruno. Yeah, but in, in that period of time, they became sparks so. and they wanted yeah. match quality. They wanted to be entertained. That's true. That's what I think. I don't know about match quality. Well, they were quality. entertained and they got match quality. <laughs> they so. got a little above. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that Shawn Michaels represented like top quality matches. He did have really top quality matches in 1996. As we've mentioned plenty of times, Shawn Michaels had some of the best matches. Match. So, exactly. Yeah, so it's weird that they were like mad at him or something. But I think they ultimately they were just like... Because his character is a goof. I think ultimately, Joe, they were like, we came to this fucking pay-per-view and we <laughs> want to like see a title change. Like That's like what was going on in there. That's fair. And yeah. plus, Sid in 96 is insanely likable. Yeah, he really is. What happened between 95 and 96 that, like, turned the tide? Oh, I know. Ted DiBiase was gone. Ted DiBiase's gone, <laughs> and he decided to just, like, be incomprehensible, but, like, <laughs> yeah. in a good way. Yeah, because, holy shit, 95 Sid is bad, but 96, 97 Sid is awesome. I wouldn't say he's awesome as much as he's, like, a hot mess, but, like, in an entertaining way. Like he's That's just, like, fair. He's just, like, He's Sid. We're live, pal. Like he's the, he's like the name of this show that we've said for. So he's times. fucking Honey Boo Boo. He's like yeah. a car crash that he's you like can't look away car from. Car crash, and you're like, this is great. Is he worthy of the third spot? Because I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. All right. So for number three, Shawn Michaels losing, yay, to sit in the ring too, no less. Yeah. To Sid while the cameras were rolling and hitting Shawn in the face. Survivor Series '96. <laughs> Well, Michael, we've got one spot left, and I am pushing for either mm-hmm. Sean Brett 92, just because it's a great wrestling match. Right. It's not important, though. 
Yeah. But it's Brett's first big defense. Right. Or the 87 main event. I th- I just think it edges out 88. They're both good. But Hogan Andre. Yeah. The first time I in mean, eight months. It did set the precedent of like, we're going to do Survivor Series now also. So it has that going for it. And the ending is unexpected. Andre wins. Like right. Hogan gets eliminated. Andre wins. The Bammer. It's the Bammer. <laughs> He beats the bammer. I, I, you know, I'm I'm in full support of that. I, I, there's really no argument. Like I said, I I think the other thing that can stack up to it is the next year. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's <laughs> Hogan. Look, Hogan Taker. It. Hogan Taker from '91 is great. It's fun. Yeah, but you and I did a commentary on that. The match is dog the match shit. Stinks, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. It helps set up the Royal Rumble and Jack Tunney. Never fucking again will this thing happen. Yeah, titles vacant. Fuck off. It does start the whole like the avalanche of shit, like, of controversy. You know what I mean? Like, Gino Cuddy is asking why we hate Bruno. I don't hate Bruno. What? I don't hate Bruno. We don't hate Bruno. We just, we make fun of the way he talks because he talks like this. I don't like Bruno, but I don't hate him. I don't hate Bruno at all. Sorry to interrupt that, but I just wanted to address that right now. Live studio audience, folks. Don't get distracted. Yeah, I have... No, I like Bruno. Yeah. I just like to make fun of the way he talks and says, oh, he's in good condition. Yeah, that's all. Okay, but seriously, I think we're. I'm good with the Survivor Series 87. Yeah, it's, it's, look, not that the first always means the best in these cases. Yep. But it it was more impactful, more meaningful, and more entertaining than... Sh- I love Sean Brett I mean, 92. if it was the main event, I would probably put that whole tag team one in there not this which one. one's that the 20 man the, the, the 20 man from 87 sh- that that thing is nuts it is yeah all right let's just go with the survivor series 87 main event okay. i really think it's fun That's fair and it's it's not what you would expect like if you're what i mean is hogan wins all the time right, right. it's a hogan it's like hogan doesn't win lol like, yeah exactly <laughs> all right so let's do it so for yeah. for number four the 1987 survivor series main event Well, to recap for Mike Fireball, yep, the Mount Rushmore of WWF Survivor Series main events is Diesel versus Bret Hart from 1995, The Rock versus Mankind from Deadly Games Survivor Series 98, Shawn Michaels losing not his smile but his title to Sid hmm. Survivor Series 96, and the big 10-man tag Hogan and Andre Captains, Survivor Series 87. Quinn, that is four of the best, and I'm going to start it off with one of the worst, and I have to go to Undertaker versus this Yakuzuma Survivor Series 94 casket match. Was that the main event? Yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to remember if there was any chicanery. No, that was, not only did it go on last, that got the most press. Brett Backlund got hyped but this was actually the main event. Well, I mean, how could you not when you have Chuck Norris as the guest That's referee? That's the other thing, yeah. Chuck Norris. And Cowboy Undertaker or whatever he <laughs> yeah. is. Now, this is before Chuck Norris was ironically funny. Yeah. like This is when he was just the Texas Ranger and they were like cross-promoting because they were on USA. Exactly. That's like literally what that That's was. That's what it but, is. Yeah. I guess they liked him, though, because they had him there all the way as early as 91 at WrestleMania, and he wasn't Walker yet. Wasn't he sitting with um, Walker the, told me the, I the Fonz? At Fuck Fonzie. At WrestleMania 7 and the ultimate victory. I'm so happy the Ultimate Warrior got his ultimate win. Fuck Fonzie. Fuck Fonzie. Yeah, and he's like, Lufa Wigler, huck, yeah. huck, huck. And then Bobby makes jokes about him, his mouth or something. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's how true. he ate with, with 11 pounds of crackers in his mouth <laughs> yeah. or something like that. But, uh, all right. So, Undertaker Yoko 
inexplicably is the main event of Survivor Series 94. For what reason? Because Undertaker was still mad about the Royal Rumble? Is that basically it? Yes. And it didn't really matter anymore? Well, there's no no title. Yeah, so like, again, the Undertaker on his endless quest to get the belt back, and like, why is he fighting this loser now? Look, late 94 is not a great period of time. Right. But they didn't help their case by putting <laughs> Bret Hart in there in a snooze fest against yeah. Bob Backlund. Well, you know, that, that is one of the worst Bret Hart matches I've ever seen. Don't tell Chad Campbell that. Yeah, he likes horrible. that. horrible. Pro Wrestling Alley. Yeah. It's just, you know, we're laying around in the chicken wing. It's that, He right? thought it was good. And then, in the main event, it's Purple Taker. Right. Which there's no good Purple Taker matches, now, really. Is this is this the newly minted Purple Taker? Or was yes. that at SummerSlam 94, right? No, he started to get minty. There's a mouse. He started to get minty at... Good Why thing did we're, have to do Good that? thing we're leaving this studio. Oh, my God. We got to get out of here. <laughs> oh, he, shit. I just saw it. <laughs> 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 it's right there. He started to get minty at SummerSlam 94. And oh, he man. Was, this show's a mess. He was uh, still purple at Survivor Series. He was purple until the end of 96. Right. But for some reason, they put irrelevant Yokozuna. Yeah. Yokozuna, who hadn't done shit, really, all summer long. The last important thing Yokozuna did was at WrestleMania 10. Right. He's in the King of the Ring in a tag match with Crush. Yeah. He's not even on SummerSlam 94. He's useless. He was useless. I just, I didn't get that. That match stinks. It stinks. But is it worse yeah. than oh, <laughs> the no. one that always, like, I hate so much? What? The grand finale Survivor Series thing. Oh, God, from 90. I hate that. Hogan, Warrior, and, of course, that big star, Tito Santana. <laughs> Versus, like, everyone. Like, Versus Martel, Warlord, Hercules, Roma. Now, do you, want, do you want to explain the concept seems so fucking good and I, like, hate what happened it's right. so annoying so first of all survivor series 90 is not really that great a right. pay-per-view to begin with yeah like it's not during a very good period of time yeah so i guess to maybe drum up a little more interest than usual they promoted this concept where at the end of the show all of the survivors were going to face each other right conveniently the faces face the heels. So I guess they determine the teams based on like well, how they never nice said, they are, first of how all. nice they are they to people. They literally didn't say. They didn't say there's like an A block and a B right, block right, right. or something. Like it just it, winds up being faces versus heels. Of course it does. And of course the heels are like outnumbered. Uh, outnumbering the yeah. faces, yes. Yeah. The heels. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I, I meant that the faces were outnumbered, right. yeah. And of course when you have Hogan and Warrior on a team, I don't care if their partner is freaking Ron Shaw. Yeah, you know Hogan Warrior are winning this match, right? And there's no great opposition on on the heel Isn't the team. Match really short too. It's like I ten re- minutes. Oh, yeah, it sucks. It's DiBiase is the best guy they have, but it's 1990 DiBiase, right? And it's like Rick Martel, but he doesn't have the perm anymore. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just it, this always upset me so much. I hate this match. And it's got Warlord, and what does he care about Quinn? Domino's Pizza. That's it. And it's got Paul Roma, and yeah. He stinks. He thinks he's good, but he's bad. <laughs> yeah, that match is actually really bad. I just, I think that's like a big contender because it, it like crashed and failed and was just t- so terrible that they just abandoned the concept. <laughs> they and like, never did it again. I was always like, why? Because I like that concept. There's other like Survivor Series concepts that they always 
they, I don't know, they like fuck up or pick the wrong people. Like the wild card match. I like, like that one. That's a great concept. Really good. What do you mean? I'm saying they did it in like a nobody cares era. So nobody ever talks about it. And like, I thought it was pretty memorable. Yeah, Wasn't that was. being like, oh, I'm going to mix everything up. I'm right. the president. But they never did it again is my point. Well, you they, don't want to. Yeah, I want know. them to bring back the, the, the grand title, whatever the fuck they called it, grand survivor, whatever it was. Ultimate finale or something. Yeah. But I think I can also give you one, Quinn. That's yeah. really stupid main event. Okay. And it's from 1993. <laughs> Let me read the participants. Yeah. It's the All-Americans, which is Lex Luger. <laughs> Lex Lugar. The Undertaker with the American Coat era. Yep. Philly in for Tatanga. And the Steiner Bras. Versus the foreign fanatics. That would be the <laughs> Samoan Yokozuna. Right. The American crush. Right. The Finnish <laughs> Ludwig Borga, America's Crumbling. Yep. And of course, Quebecer Jacques. <laughs> Why only him? Because they, uh, they didn't have five anymore. Because they, they beat up Pierre. So uh, Pierre is like a indie legend right now. Or <laughs> yeah, he career is. Career renaissance. PCO. Uh, <laughs> so Crush filled in for Pierre. Hmm. Crush. I think Pierre would have been better. You know, I'm not now, kidding. Was this like the build main event? Because something in the back no, of is. my brain is like saying that there was something else. No, this is the main event. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure because like it's that. And this then, is also the one where the knights thing happens. Yeah, the Shawn Michaels and his knights. <laughs> his knights, even though that doesn't make any sense because yeah, he's, he's not king. No, King was king. Right. But King was on trial or was accused. But King, king was innocent in this right. case. Yes, it's uh, true. This is a terrible this match thing. This stinks. And it, the buildup includes The Undertaker having an American coat, which I hate a lot. It's horrible. It, it like epitomizes 1993. <sighs> Pablo Melons, I'm sorry, but like this is the kind of shit that like, why do you like this year? It's not good. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> What are you seeing? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's not. It's Ludwig Borga. I'm gonna beat up America's crumbling. Like he stinks. He's always bad. You know, there's the, nothing good. The king of of Sweden or whatever he is, Finland. Whatever. He's dead. Yeah. So that's a that's a piss poor main event. Do you want to pretty bad? Do you want to throw any others, or do we have something to go is on? Anything else sticking? I mean, the screw no, job, I know more. The screw job. Uh, I think is a shitty match. Okay, let's hear. It, it. I want to hear. Disappointing it. because. Okay, so if you watch that, right, which I did recently for this special show, um, I watched it, and I was like, well, was the match good? I don't really remember, like, up until the point of the screwing, right? right? <laughs> the screwing. The screwing, yes. Yeah, the screwing. And it, no, it's not good. It's um, it's like 10, 15 minutes of brawling on the outside. The bell doesn't even ring. It doesn't belding. And then, you know, JR's like, hey, it's, a start, it's starting now. Oh, man, <laughs> there's a lot of agents around the range. Very, very important, man. Very, very important. Yeah, I just remember seeing like Jack Lanza I, I, I the whole think time. It's starting King, King. <laughs> uh, and, and then it, the bell rings. They wrestle for a little bit, and then Sean just sets up the sharpshooter, and it's over. Yeah, it's not. It stinks. Yeah, but it's not worse than anything we've mentioned thus far. No, there's but no. However, like, yeah. However, okay. This match. Yes. If you watch the show. The build-up, like, promo thing is, like, the most epic shit ever and, like, details everything going back really far. True. And it's, like... The blood feud, you right? know? Like, this is the biggest feud we have. Right. JR's like, oh, there's, these two athletes, are, they're the best in class. They really hate each other. It's, it's real. <laughs> best all, in class, J.D. Power and Associates. Yeah, all bets are off. <laughs> like, all this shit. Like, and, and it stinks. <laughs> well, that, it's the disappointment factor. It's horrible. 
what what happened here? Like you would think if they knew, right? Even if they hate each other, they kn- they both know this is the last time that you would think they'd like yeah, try right. to make it good, right? I faxed my career away. Yeah. <laughs> he was just getting over the f- hitting the button on the fax machine and all that shit. His cap. Yeah, that we saw and you know his wife was sitting there. It's like, "Oh, you know, Davy and you know she was stand- sitting at the table and then he goes and wrestles. I don't like that they did that to you. You fuck you, Hunter. Yeah. God's going to strike you down and rape you, Hunter. Yeah, whatever. And then they have this shitty match. He can't even, like, they both can't even, like, have something good to, like. But do you think that was a stylistic choice to do a big brawl? Like, if it was to almost make like it a seem real fight. Real? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Still, it's not even a good brawl. It's just a bunch <laughs> of fat Canadians, like, just like, oh, like, just stopping on the, like, I don't know if Michaels is going to make it out of here. He better get back in the ring. His actions on the Canadian flag? Yeah. It wouldn't fly in skew. Sean humping the flag for like literally three minutes straight. Like, remember that? Brett takes 60 years to get out at the beginning. It's all bad. It's not good. <laughs> and then Skyler is like, he can barely hold the flag Blade. up. Yeah, whatever. And he, he doesn't even make it out to the ring. Why does he not come out? Like, they show Brett with, like, his family and stuff. All this and then Brett just on. comes out by himself. You know, uh, you made a great case. I'm not going to contest it's any horrible. of it. But I don't know if it's going to be number one, but you made a great yeah. case for Quinn. Yeah. Seriously. You, I, you actually did. Yeah. If you had made a better case for The Rock as world champion, maybe, oh, Brett, shush. maybe Brett would be below The Rock. Don't uh, put that on me. It is on you. Uh, you it was the onus was on you to convince me. Yeah, but it's it was your choice. Can I bring up right. Survivor Series 99? Okay. This was bullshit. This is where Steve Austin got run over. Right. Now the match was supposed to be the champion Triple H. Yeah. And The Rock. Yep. In a triple threat match, and the third guy was supposed to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. Now, in real life, he had to get the hell out of there and get his neck taken care of, finally. Good. It had been like two years. Yeah, it was time. In kayfabe, he got run over by Rikishi, which we found out a year later. Right, we didn't know it was Rikishi then. Because it wouldn't Did have Rikishi made sense. Did Rikishi even work there in like, 1999 like as om- Rikishi? Like almost or something? Yeah. Like, he almost that came back? That wasn't during the infamous, like, his SmackDown where he was good in No, he yeah, came later. Like That's what this. I mean. Yeah, like, okay. he wasn't there quite yeah. yet. Anyway. So instead of... God. <laughs> you now, hate this. Now listen to these names on paper in 99, because by late 99, Triple Triple H was getting Triple okay. Triple Horse. Yeah. Triple Horse. Triple H, The Rock, and Austin. That's like, okay. It seems like a great match. No, but no, Austin. How about the big show instead? Because <laughs> we always have to save face with how we fuck that up. <laughs> right. Every time. And not only that, how about the big show wins the world title? Right. For no discernible oh, this reason. He won it and he wore like a shirt for a couple months or something when he after he won it, like his big show shirt and he had hair. And, <laughs> and he, then he cut his hair. He just looked like a really tall accountant. Like <laughs> he did. Who like he put on you know when you put on your workout shirt that you never wash? Like it's that shirt. You like have a workout sh- shirt, Quinn? No, I don't. But I'm saying like <laughs> you know, you know that 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 ruddy shirt that's like in your that you're like I'm just gonna work out in this kind of shirt. Right. That's what Big Show wore for like six months. I swore, <laughs> and it just said like Big Show on it. it. Was a picture of his face or something? You remember that? Yes. Yeah, I do remember that. But what I remember most is it was being tucked in <laughs> to his tights, being so pissed off that Big Show won the world title. First of all, being pissed off that Austin wasn't in this. You know what's more unfortunate about that is that you're pissed off that Big Show won the title because when he came to WWF, like it was like. He's awesome. Like, yes, we of like, course. He was awesome right, in right. WCW. Yeah. So I would have been like, this is great. Big Show's the champion. Right. But no. Yeah. 
They have to give it to him with the weird pay-per-view with the weird win, and then he fights like Bob Holly for the world title and Big Boss Man. Horrible. Horrible run. I want to put that in as number one. Can we do that? There is really? no Well, we don't have to. We don't have to. Hmm. What else you got? What about um the Alliance versus the WWF? Fuck that whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Although it is the proper end, technically, I There's guess. There's nothing proper about the way they did this. I'm just saying it ends the, the saga of this crap. Yeah. So, like, mercifully, it's over. Yeah. They're cheering because it's over. Yeah. That type of thing. Now, Team WWF did win, right? Of course they yeah. did. I, I'm just I'm just trying think, to yeah. remember if there was any, like, after shit with this. Like, no. you know, like, leakage well, afterwards. Shrinkage. Yeah. Let me explain the teams, folks. It is The Rock, Chris Jericho, The Undertaker, Kane, and Big Show, guys that you can all find wrestling today <laughs> versus the fucking Alliance. Right. <laughs> you know, that great WCW and ECW wrestler, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> well, he wasn't both. Rob Van Dam. Kurt Angle. Yeah. Kurt Angle wasn't in e- ne- uh, neither of those E-a-oo. things. E-a-oo. Yeah. Booker T. Great and of course, WCW champion. You know, that WCW stalwart, Shane McMahon. <laughs> The newest owner of Fuck WCW. Off. Fuck this angle. <laughs> I'm surprised Stephanie didn't wrestle too. <laughs> I'm gonna wrestle. I cannot believe they fucked up. I mean, we. I don't. This should have been the greatest Survivor <laughs> right, Series right, match of right. all time. Yep, yep. Like it's the dream, right? Yes. It's the WWF versus WCW right. and some ECW people. Because remember, when you think WCW in in the late 90s, early 2000s, you definitely think Steve Austin and, I, I, and Kurt Angle. You know, I always think of Shane McMahon. He <laughs> was the best WCW wrestler. The best. How could they know? What are you, Banya? Yeah. <laughs> the best, Jerry. Yeah. But seriously, couldn't they have waited? I in know. three months, Hogan would be there. <laughs> it's ridiculous, right? Like, why? Even if they did this, right, at Survivor Series, because it makes sense, right, at Survivor yes, Series? Yes, yes. Even if they did this, it should have been like, just another part of the saga, right. and then like not the blow off. Maybe the maybe the alliance loses, and the new world odor comes in, and like it's like brother, we're gonna like <laughs> this alliance stinks. Like it's gonna be like WCW and NWO. Like Hogan, Hogan just comes in, and they're like, "This is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing?" He, like, he like leg drops Stephanie and Shane at the same time. Like get the fuck out of here. You know what else Hogan would say? No more prima donna. Right. Obviously, and, 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 you know who he's talking to? Stephanie and Shane. Exactly. Can we put that in as number one? That it was stinks. Get it out of here. I hate it. But once Quinn says, get it out of here, you know, we have to for number one, the uh, Alliance, uh, you know, WWF versus the Alliance thing, whatever the <laughs> hell it stunk. Horrible. Die, die, die. All right. Didn't Austin also have the yeah. horrible music. You're living in psycho. <laughs> That's what I thought it said. Whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. it's bad. All right. So we have the uh, the invasion blow off yeah. from 01 on there. I mean, Undertaker versus Yoko Tuna is really poor. <laughs> it's Quinn. poor. And then a, also the, the foreign fanatics thing. Oh, God. Has my audio changed or something? No. Okay, good. You're just closer to your mic or oh. something. Well, that's nice. <laughs> you got to tight, tighten that it's there, loose fella. And loosey-goosey. Yeah. Speaking of loosey-goosey, folks, like I mentioned, if you're newer to the show, we're not always this freewheeling. Well, it's minus one episode. That's true. We're the yeah. negative here. Yeah. <laughs> we're in the red. It doesn't even count. It doesn't even count. I don't know. I think Under- Undertaker versus Yokozuna is worse. Because it's a singles match involving the two of them. I don't know why they did that. You're right. It stinks. Get it out of here. <laughs> well, another get it out of here. I, 
Hell, I wouldn't double and duck that with the Borga shit and all that. We might get Undertaker to the Borga. American coat and all this bullshit. Oh God! All right. Why do they always <laughs> fuck up Survivor Series? Like, <laughs> like there's a screw job. There's these like shitty matches. <laughs> like, there's one where like Sean Casey wrestles at it or yeah. whatever the jobber's what name the is. Fuck! This is a horrible pay per view. <laughs> okay. Why was it a big four? I don't know. For number two, Undertaker versus Yakazuma, Survivor Series 94. Die, die, die. That's apropos. Yeah. All right. So can we agree, Quinn, on a couple of things here real quick? Yeah. Out of everything we've mentioned, I think Survivor Series 90 gets a pass. Really? Yeah, Um, at least it's got Hogan and Warrior. I was just going to say, though. I mean, It ain't worse than Big Show winning the title. (laughs) It ain't worse than Ludovic Borga and Undertaker coat. But to me, it ruined... Okay. This is how I always look at it. Yeah. It like always it ruined ruined Survivor Series being like more viable because had this like grand finale thing was a big success, like say it was. Are you sure I don't sound weird? No weirder than you normally okay, do. Well, well tell- you just keep going. Anyway, if you <laughs> anyway, if you or someone, you know, who knows something about Quinn's audio quality. Yeah, it sounds horrible. It does not sound horrible. Anyway, had this grand finale worked. Yeah. I think, like, it would have breathed life in a Survivor Series, like, before they, like, abandoned it and just made it, like, world title matches and, like, <laughs> Mr. Perfect and Macho Man and just weird shit, like, all over the yeah, place. well... You know what I mean? Yeah. Santa I, Claus and stop. stuff. I know what you're saying, but I still don't think that... I think at least the ultimate finale was, A, a good idea. Yes, it was. Two, it had Hogan and Warrior on the same team. Right. And, B... I think that the 93 match right. is dog shit. Yeah. And I think that the triple threat from 99 is even worse. Okay. Quinn, big show won the world title. Yeah. I, hey, hell, put that in. I mean, okay. Big show. So we're going to show. We're going to get it out of here. Shirt. So for number three, I just want to confirm Jim shirt, triple horse, the rock and big show survivor series 99. Yeah. All right. Here it is. Die, die, die. Now, Mm-hmm. For the final spot. Right. We have the ultimate finale thing from 90. Yep. We have hmm. the foreign fanatics versus the American assholes. Right. From 93. And we have the Montreal screw job from 97. Boy, the Montreal screw job. They're all bad, Quinn. To hmm. steal one of your. F- They're all things. bad. Yeah. Fireball says you sound fine, by the way. Okay. Maybe it's my headphones or something. I don't know. It's just I have you. to check at the break. Yeah. Anywho. The screw job upon rewatching it is some real garbage. Like it really sucks. And not to mention it's just an unfortunate ending. And also at well, the yeah. end of the match, they just like cut it off. Yeah, they get the hell There's out like, of there. It's like, okay, bye folks. And then like it just fades to black. There's not I don't even think they get the time to put the like little like bug I don't on the bottom. Just going, yeah, like they don't even get the time to say copyright WWF, so maybe I can just steal it and air it on here because it's the only pay-per-view that they never did that. You're funny when you have a yingling. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're funny even without the yingling, Quinn. But still, okay, all right. One of these has to go. We have to narrow it down to one-on-one here. So which one can we give a pass to, 90, 93, or 97? Like which one? I say we let 90 have a pass. Um, Quinn Ludwig Borg is in the main yeah, event of the pay per view. Okay, no, I'll give ninety the pass. Fine, I hate it, but I'll give it the no, pass. I, I'm not saying it's yeah. good. It's not good, right? And you're right. I agree with you. They botched an opportunity to make that a thing. Yeah, it could. They did. That could have been like one of the f- 
it, to this day, it would be like really fun every year. Like it could have been the Royal Rumble of Survivor Series. Could have even been like I'm thinking like when I think A Block and B Block, it's almost like a G1 or something. Like it's like yeah, some weird no, no, tournament no, right. thing. Like it's, it would be cool. But okay. no, we fucked it up, so we'll never do it again. So we'll give that a pass. Right. 93, I think. <laughs> it's heinous. <laughs> I mean, I look at these people. Lex Luger. The like, failed face run. The Mountie, like, not with his tag partner. I know. Like, what the fuck? Crush, in general. Yeah, Crush, being... is, Crush is there, period. Ludwig Borga's there. Yoko, I mean... He was the champion. He was the champ. But he I, should be in the main I event. generally don't like Yoko, but... I like Yoko. And they're called the foreign fanatics, and some of them aren't foreign. Most of them aren't foreign. Yeah. Half of them. Yeah. <sighs> it's tough, but... I agree with everything you said about the screw job. One of the things, though, about the screw job is it was at least important. Yeah, but not important in like a good way. <laughs> like, well, the positives came out of it. The fallout from the screw job like was what? good. Wrestling with shadows? No, <laughs> like the heightened interest in what the hell happened. The backstage, you mean? Vince. Melts are making more money. <laughs> I mean, these are things that happen because of it. <laughs> well, that might not be good. Yeah. 93, though, was just a flat-ass, like, bull, fuck, double-fuck-you main event. You say that, but yes. I feel like this is a double-fuck-you because, like, this match, like, it was built up for since, like, you know, Survivor Series 92. 92. Like, and maybe even before, was that, did that ladder match happen before that? In July of 92, yeah. 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 Well, they were fighting each other as early as 89 in the Rockers and Park right. Foundation. Yeah, remember when the rope broke and all that shit? Yeah. Why didn't they put that in the, the video package? It's on the Brett DVD. No, I just mean that Survivor Series. It's stupid. <laughs> like, they See, once had a, had a tag title match. So is this the disappointment factor? Yes, the disappointment factor, like, ruins this. To me, it really brings down a feud that is so epic that like like it's a feud yeah. that should have been like this should have been settled the score for all times and we were robbed well the other thing too that you and I have said in the past is that this match kind of came out of nowhere it was yeah. almost like oh Brett's leaving so we have to do this match right, before he leaves there is that factor he wasn't re- like he was kind of feuding with them but not really I think all this stuff puts it all together and it really does like make it shitty it's you, not good quinn yeah You're like, right you, you this 93 thing this that's just like wrestle crap like true R- like, rj just, reynolds or that, whatever that's his like name just is. Reynolds typical rap. wrestle crap right, right this right. is like a failing of like a very important feud that like fueled the company for years and just like imploded on itself similar to how the alliance thing was very disappointing right. it's like that and should have been good yeah exactly and with the undertaker yoko that just shouldn't have been the main event. This should have been the main event, mm-hmm. clearly. Right. Brett Sean. Mm-hmm. And it did not deliver anything that it should have. Horrible. Much like Hogan Sting at Starcade 97. Right. Okay. So, okay. So, for number four, then, we're going to go with the WWF's late 1997 misfire. Right. Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. The Correct. Screw job. Okay. I'll I do agree. it. Die, die, die. Well, to recap for hell. Richard Land himself. Oh, there you go. The Death Valley of WWF Survivor Series main events is the Alliance thing, the WWF versus WCW ECW from a one. Absolutely atrocious. Undertaker versus Yakuzuma with Walker, Texas Ranger. Jeff Jarrett gets kicked, which is funny. <laughs> oh, well. uh, that horrible triple threat thing, just the experience of Big Show winning the title with a match against Rock and Triple H from 99. With the gym shirt. Gym shirt. And 
surprisingly a little bit, but Quinn, you made a great case. The screw job, Survivor Series 97, Sean versus Brett. Folks, that is four of the worst. That's our Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of Survivor Series main events. But Quinn, I guess when we come back, we'll cool it down a little. We'll say our goodbyes. We will say goodbye to the studio. Leave the memories alone. We will. <laughs> Maybe I won't sound as bassy after this. You sound <laughs> fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. What's the issue here? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see after we come back from the break. All right. So we will be back right after this. You know, Shawn Michaels, we walk out in the Survivor Series to face each other for the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt. It seems obvious to me that our careers are really quite similar. You know, you're at the top of your game, and you're a great wrestler. You're an excellent wrestler. And nobody doubts your wrestling ability. But Shawn Michaels, I've worked my whole life. I've dedicated my whole life to become the World Wrestling Federation Champion the best it's gonna take one hell of a man to beat me and are you that man fucking idea i'm making no place god is my fucking witness my hands are clean this one i swear to god and welcome back wrestling fans to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thanks so much for being with us for hanging in through this live unadultered Studio shutdown special here on November 12th, 2018. Unadulterated as I drink a yingling. Yes. For, I rarely drink when we do the podcast, but this is a special occasion. You drink Coca-Cola. Yeah. So, uh, folks, thanks so much for being with us here. As we mentioned at the top of the show, this is the last time, the actual last time, that Quinn and I will be recording here at the OVP Basement Studio. Now, to give you some background, this is an unfinished basement. It always has been, and it probably always will be. And when Quinn and I first started this show in October of 2016, it was but an experiment. Yes, experiment, as you say. It was. Experiment? Experiment. 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 That was was a big New Jerseyism you just did. Well, whatever. (laughs) So we had different microphones. The studio was not as uh, professional as it is now. Right. We actually have a studio tour that I did not too long ago on the YouTube channel, if you want to check it out. But... Basically, it has evolved and grown over the years. I spent a lot of money, a lot of money, spent a lot of money on some some good equipment because I really wanted the show to stand out from a production standpoint. Right. And obviously, this microphone that you used, Quinn, was a birthday present to you. I love it. It's a great microphone. uh, Really? It's Shure SM7B. Yeah, and I will be happily using it in the new studio. Uh, At the new studio... We're not going to be in an unfinished basement. We're going to be in a finished loft, not an attic. Which means the sound might be a little better. You might be a little might better. Might not be noticeable to the fans. But no, it'll probably sound the same. I'm sure for you, the editor, will yeah. be much better to work with. Well, one of the things is that in the uh, winter of 2017, around Thanksgiving, about a year ago, I bought a pack of 12 moving blankets. Right. And I draped them, doubled them up around the studio to kind of seal it off and give us more... Uh, more intimate, you know, space here. Try yep. to help deaden the sound. And, you know, with all the compressors and all the different bits of equipment over the years, you know, things have really evolved. And one of the things that you might not realize, folks, is that I edit every single show. Yes, and you guys can thank Joe for that because 
He does a great job. Well, thank you, Michael. I don't know what I'm doing with that. Like, I, I don't know, like, <laughs> if you, like, ran to Paris and wrestled in a match with girls with weird hair. Right, I would, like, the sparklies. No, I, yeah, I would not know what to do as far as the editing. So thank you for that. Well, thank you, Michael. And But I do all that editing down here in an unfinished basement. With mice. Where there are sometimes mice. Yep. Where even if it's bright and sunny outside, I don't know the damn difference. And I kind of dungeon. I sometimes when I'm walking down the stairs with my coffee, right on Sunday morning, the like day after work. we record. Yep, <laughs> I say I'm going down to the dungeon. Right, and not uh, stews. So you don't get tortured. No, I don't need to. And it's wonderful. I come down here and I do the editing. So I'm personally looking forward to, on a personal level, to being like in a real room, right, with sunlight streaming in, right. And doing the editing there, but I'm also looking forward to doing our recording there because most of the time we record during the day, right? When we do the main Monday show, we might have to do something just for the video. We might have to maybe take one of these moving blankets so you can put them in front of the windows so we can get some light. Yeah, right when or, we're going. Yeah, or something like I. I don't know how we we'll would figure do it. that out. We might have to kill the natural, um, the natural light and yeah. use artificial light or something. We'll see how that falls as we experiment and as right. we go on with the yeah. experiment. Yeah, and honestly, like, what I'm looking forward to about this new place is I think it really gives us more of a video, like a better video set to work with, I think. I think so. We actually both have new desks that we're going to be using, and right. they're matching, which is... Now, my main control desk, which right. is not behind me anymore... That is still going to be my main computer desk, but it's not going to be in the camera frame. Right. We each have matching white plain desks, same size, same everything, and it's, all my podcast shit will be right in front of me. It's also going to be like a one camera setup. If yeah, you we're going to shoot talk for that. About it. Right. Yeah, like, so right now we have this split screen, but that's really just because of like the angle we're right. at. When it's we perpendicular actually, to me right we now. We actually like artificially set it up so it looks like we're talking to each other. Yeah. Which we are. We it's are. It's just like if you saw that from a camera, it would look weird. From one camera? Yeah. yeah it from would look one stupid. camera, it looks stupid. You're absolutely right. But now we're going to have a bit of a different setup. Now, anyway, to you audio fans that are listening, if you still are and you're new to the show. Really, next week, we resume our normal format. That's November 19th. First one in the new studio. First one in the new studio. Royal Rankings Week 6 will be coming up. We'll be reviewing something. I don't know what yet. We'll know when the time comes. And we have an opening segment, which is basically called What's on Your Mind? And I believe, Quinn, it is your pick. I'll have to double check that. But I think it should be your pick coming up. Yeah. So we basically will just romp you through the world of retro wrestling. But anyway, to close out this show... Thank you for hanging in. Really, the purpose of this show is to say goodbye to the old studio and also to give me a break because not only is this the studio, quote unquote, it's where I've lived for almost six years. And I lived here only till a couple months ago. Yeah, so. Quinn moved out in August. So we're both out of here. We're um, both out of here. Me and my wife and my young son, month and a half old, are moving to our own place once and for all. Yeah, <laughs> And so in the midst of all of this, I've been able to do my very best, guys, to keep up with the show to try to help out and yeah. and keep the show flowing here. Yeah, this is really just, this is an effort to give you guys, like, no breaks and, like, yeah. so that so well, you Joe still have can, content. Joe can move. Yes. And we can just do the thing. Yeah. And, like, it's going to seem seamless. You're not going to be able to tell. Yep. All you'll know is there'll be the studio shutdown episode, and that's that's it. That's and then it. We're, then we'll, we're back to the regular yeah. stuff. Patreon content, if you're on the Patreon, yeah. will still be there. Yep. Nothing really will change. 
other than the fact that this is a one-off special that's not typical of what we've been doing lately. Right. There's no real post-production and yeah, it, things like that. It's a, it's almost a raw dump, if you will. It pretty much is, which yeah. you can catch also every Monday on Patreon. You get the making of every OVP episode. Yeah. So basically, we just want to thank you for listening. If you have been, whoever you are, I guess we'll check the numbers and see if we had a drop. But thank you guys so much for being with us here. It's a... I would like to say I'm going to miss it, but I'm actually really excited on a personal level to move. Right. And on a semi-professional level, whatever the show is. Yeah, we were just talking at the break. I'm kind of not like sad or anything. I'm like, oh, we're getting a better setup, basically. We really are, because this is is hacky. Yeah, and and there's mice. So (laughs) I don't have to deal with that anymore. The landlord knows about it, but I don't know if anything will ever get done. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, The only thing I will miss is that we have a fridge here. How do you know I'm not going to just somehow get a mini fridge one of these days? Really? Well, you never oh, know. What a reveal at the end of the episode. WPAN, of course, that'd be Crockett, just joins the live chat as good, we're Good ending. work, Crockett, right yep. at the end here. <laughs> <laughs> you can check out, by the way, both of them are on here right now. Greetings from Allentown, the critically acclaimed. Greetings from Allentown, starring Peter yes. Winston. Check now, that out. Who are the critics again? Jay Sherman. Um, I don't know. <laughs> aren't we like? Aren't we on the back of the the cover of? Yeah, we're to, saying how great it is. You can't see the back because it's yeah. only a. It's like a, <laughs> on your screen or whatever. But, but if you turned it over, if you could somehow turn over the back of the Greens from Allentown box, yeah, it would say we're on there. A good show. OVP, OVP podcast, yeah, critically acclaimed or whatever. But check out P.D. Winston's Greetings from Allentown every Thursday. It's kind of the little brother, the baby brother show. Yeah. He does retro wrestling, but does it differently than we do. Right. He, he does. He cares about detail more or something. I don't know. The Boston Bruins. Boston Bruins. Stuff. His cat. Yeah, and his cat. It's, <laughs> oh, my God, that cat medicine. And Ron Kittle. Yeah. And also check out WPAN, the wrestling podcast about nothing. That comes out every single Monday. So listen to it right after us. It's a right. great show hosted now, by you, two guys. If you, if you turned over the back of their box it would say a great show hosted by two guys yeah wine city weller, wine city weller. and a retired referee and a retired referee yeah. <laughs> so check that out uh but anyway we want to thank you guys uh we're leaving the studio this is literally it tomorrow quinn is coming over and we're tearing it all down and we're moving it that's yeah. literally what we're doing that's not a put on yeah that's not kayfabe that's yeah. like literally what we're doing is tomorrow quinn's coming over yep. after work or whatever yeah after i finish the work taking down the blankets, taking all the equipment, all the wires, and we're literally putting it in our cars, mm-hmm. and we're driving it over to the new studio, and we're setting it up. Which isn't that far, in it's case very, you're wondering <laughs> logistically. It's very, very, very close by. So, until next week, thank you so much for the last two years here at the OVP Basement Studio. But we will see you in the loft! That's right, next Monday, the 19th, it is episode number 106. We're back to the format. The Royal Rankings Week 6. Two people are going to drop out of the top 10, or maybe someone. Yeah. two people will be below the line, that's for sure. Hopefully not Randy Orton. Hopefully not Randy Orton. But until that time, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. Join the group if you haven't yet on Facebook. And if you want to donate, patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. But until next time, until we're at the new place, I am Joe Murata. That is Michael Quinn, and we are saying goodbye and thank you. See you in the attic. This is now we're not in the studio anymore. Whoa, we're breaking the fourth wall. This is crazy. This now. is called a basement. It's kind of basementy. Yeah. That's not ours. This is this yeah, this is where we go during the breaks, folks. This is literally every time I say like we'll be back right after this, right. we're over here. And what we're doing 
is we're smoking because we smoke because it's cool to smoke. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not really why. Just because it's hard to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the the main reason. I'm not, we're not proud of it or anything. No. But, you know, here we are. So there you have it. I mean, this is a little sneak peek for our fans. Is the light on now? No. No, it's all right. Yeah, this is a little sneak peek for the fans of behind the scenes of OVP here. Yeah. This OVP is, this Studios. Is, this is the garage. Yeah, we have paint. And we got paint. <laughs> Old paint. This is where we go to the break. We usually discuss how we thought the previous segment went. Right. And uh, and this is what it looks like from my view when I talk to Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Riveting, Quinn. Yeah. You, you Let's see my view here. Okay. Oh, wow. Here what, I am. What a... <laughs> What a scintillating video. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great video. <laughs> but, you know, we would hope our fans appreciate this. We're in a process, maybe you saw it on Twitter, of trying to get Sean Mooney to be a guest. Mm. Which I think is awesome, if we can get him. I'm very thrilled about this. Yeah. All the all the people that might come aboard the uh, Retro Wrestling Podcast here. Yeah. Uh, we got, obviously, uh, episode 24 coming out Monday. Hall of Fame Bite coming out maybe... Like maybe later in the night instead of tomorrow. Maybe a little advanced pressing of a... Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Three. I just have to email it back down because I already tagged it, so... I bid you a very heartfelt good night.